doing some observing. Done a lot, a lot of observing. <clears throat> and I've come to realize that nothing is real. And I believe you can understand and grasp this too if you learn to observe things from a distance. And I'm going to be talking about some of this in the future. I'll be going into how everything is dependent upon other things to exist, this kind of thing. The, but the observation is that what we see around us, what we hear, even our very selves, is not real. Not only, not only is it not real, it's, it's hard to put in words, but imagine you have a puppet show. The puppet show is dependent upon the puppet master. Um, and you may think, that in this scenario, it might be better to be the puppet master than the puppet, but the puppet master is also dependent on the puppets in this case, and is a slave to these puppets, and the puppets are a slave to the puppet master. Without the puppet master, the puppets cannot function. Without, without the puppets. Without the puppet master, the puppets cannot do what they're designed to do. And so you could think of our brains <coughs> as part of the puppet master. And what you call you is the puppet. But ultimately, both of these constructions are not real. You are not real. What you see around you is not real. It's ultimately empty.
This has a couple of meanings. It's ultimately empty could mean it means a couple of different things. It ultimately empty could mean it's ultimately empty of meaning, meaning that the meaning that you're getting from this is more based on your dependent co-arising of your dependent co-arising of different things, your past, things like this, rather than actually based on the thing itself. Another way you could think of this is that everything is ultimately empty. It doesn't truly exist. It's kind of like the will of the wisp. Or like a, a mirage or an illusion. It seems real, but it isn't. So nothing is real. Nothing can be real. Think of it this way. If you... If I were to ask you, what do you think is real? You would say, well, reality, right? The physical reality around us. But a lot of it is impermanent. All of that is impermanent. It comes, it goes, it changes form. It's ultimately unreal. And so you would, and so something that is real would have to be permanent, right? Changeless. It would have to be something that is always there but you you can't see that because it's covered up by all the things that are happening, all the content, all the structure around you.
ultimately, once you realize that none of this is real, you stop caring about what happens. This doesn't mean you, this doesn't mean you become a psychopath. And you become cold and emotionless. You just stop caring about things needing to be a certain kind of way. So think of it this way, right? If you came to realize that everything that you see here taste, smell, touch, this kind of thing is unreal. Would you still want it? You may think that you would, but with this awakening, you realize that you, even if you did want it, you can't hold on to it. It's like holding on to emptiness itself or try to hold on to emptiness with your fist emptiness is within your fist but it's not something you can hold on to it's something that is already there And when your hand moves, it moves through the emptiness. It doesn't hold on to one particular part of the emptiness. You can you can see all of this. This is something that is not something that like only a few people can see. You can see this if you dare to observe and look from a distance. Watch that distance increase and this kind of thing. Eventually, you you'll start coming into contact with. Whatever this is, it doesn't mean you can hold it, you can't hold on to it, but you can come in contact with it and you can sense it. So everything real, everything is unreal, everything is dependent upon everything else. I mean, after all, don't you need to eat things and drink things to survive, to keep living?
you take one part of away, the rest of it is lessened by its absence. Not meaning that it's depressed or anxious that it's gone, but it's not... Like, imagine what it would be like to have no apples or have no food at all. What would you do? You wouldn't be able to eat anything. What would happen? You would be lessened by its absence until you eventually die. You would become less and less. Muscular, less and less. You'd have less and less muscle mass, this kind of thing. The air conditioner is dependent upon power. Without, without power, the air conditioner cannot run, cannot do what it is designed to do. The power cannot exist without coal or whatever it is that power plants are using. And the coal cannot exist without mountains or whatever, wherever coal is grown, this kind of thing. And the mountains cannot exist without earth. You cannot exist without Earth. You'd be floating in space. You'd be dead. You'd be nothing. You wouldn't exist. that food that you ate today was dependent upon something else for its existence. Trees were dependent upon oxygen or dirt, so whatever's in dirt that makes the tree grow, things like this. And once you can understand and realize this, you realize that Ultimately, none of this is real because all of it is depending on everything else. Your mind cannot exist without your brain. Your brain does most of the activities that you call your mind, your thinking, your awareness, things like this. Your brain cannot exist without food. Your brain cannot exist without your body. Your body could not exist without your mother. Your mother could not exist without her mother. If her, if, if her mother wasn't born, your mother wouldn't be born and then you wouldn't be born.
But ultimately, once you get to the bottom of it, you realize that all of it is ultimately empty. I know it sounds like some cliche Buddhist saying to say this, but it is true. Your emotions could not exist without a stimuli. Your annoyance couldn't exist without something else. <laughs> that's, that's what you can call dependent co-arising. That's what Buddhism calls it. And this dependent co-arising thing is everything to you, but you don't realize it. I believe it was uh, Isaac Newton that said that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, talking about people from the past creating ideas that helped him create his ideas and things like this. It's something that you you really don't see people thinking about. If it weren't for your, if it weren't for past ideas that are passed on <clears throat> into the present, you wouldn't be liberal, you wouldn't be conservative, things like this. very deeply and honestly it's it's so profound to understand this that you won't be able to understand this because we're so used to the ideas that you have now that you have been given from people in the past from cultures in the past things like this which a lot of people in history did not have at all. They did not have a lot of these ideas, these understandings, things like this. And I'm not talking about modern education. I'm not talking about science. 
but that's one thing as well. I'm talking about things like liberty for all, right? We all have inalienable rights, things like this. This is relatively new as far as ideas are concerned. And we take all these for granted so much that we don't understand that these ideas are what makes what we have so unique, why we're so free as a world, honestly, anymore. A country. Most nations were constantly at war back in the day. To us, that sounds insane, but that was the norm. And so this dependent colorizing thing is not some strange Buddhist teaching. It's everything. It can show you everything if you look at it and you dare to see how this is happening in your own life. Zero, zero, three, two. Hold, two, cancel, record, done, then, button, button. You know, talk to the next episode.